0: Welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. No,
1: Stephen, I won't buy
2: your...
0: Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) Um, It's David Cox.
2: And I'm Josh
0: Matheson. And this week, we are looking at chapter three of Animal Farm. Yes. So last week, the animals finally rose up in violent revolution.
2: You say finally, it's only chapter two.
0: Oh, no, that's true. But I mean, you know, the dream was shared a little while ago before they this they flew the flag it? It was... of freedom was... high didn't
3: they <laughs> they did they did
0: and they ran around the pastures beating their chests
1: and shouting humans yeah. not welcome I'd love to be the farmer next door just go like what's the... what's going on Oh, you do is just like meh meh yeah <laughs> When they think they're singing. <laughs> and they're actually like saying
0: German communist philosophy <laughs> yeah. in animal yeah, language. Yeah, imagine
2: being the farmer next door. Yeah. What is going on there? At the You'd old just be worried
0: war? that the fire would spread. It's the domino effect, isn't it? Just like as they were yeah. worried about Vietnam and stuff in the 70s and communism spreading.
2: Oh,
1: Joe's farms like Vietnam.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a, a, a Cold War fought with the other farms to ensure...
1: The Viet Cong horses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any more references? We can.
0: <laughs> so after they got rid of Mr. Jones and his farm hands. And his wife. Some rules were scrawled on the side of the barn. There were seven commandments, as well as manor farm being changed to animal farm, which is where the title of the book comes from.
2: Can you remember all seven commandments? Go. No. Um. Two legs back. I can't. Okay.
0: Um. Four legs and wings are friends. Right. No alcohol, no clothes. All animals. No, no murder. Okay. Uh, all animals are equal is the last one, and I can't yeah. remember the one. There's another one in the middle. Hang on. There
2: is. You, but you did very well. Um, oh, money. No animals. Nope. No. No, I've forgotten the last one. Oh, you did well. Two legs an enemy. Yeah. Four legs or wings a friend. Good. Clothes. Alcohol. Don't kill. All animals equal. No animal shall sleep in a bed.
0: Ah, uh, uh, I was going to say the it. house, and I thought, no, I don't remember them mentioning the house. It was
1: the bed. I'm glad we didn't do that as a quiz, because I, <laughs> <just feel that laughs> I would have
3: well.
1: failed. I mean, to be fair, if you'd, have, if you'd have, like, pushed me, I would probably would have got close to some of them. Yeah.
0: Orwell started to set up a bit of foreboding where the cows got milked, and there was five buckets of milk, oh, yeah. and the animals were all lining it up going, oh, what's going to happen to it? And then Napoleon went. nope, don't worry about that. Let's go and get the hay. Follow Snowball, and then the milk disappeared and was never seen again. So you're starting to see the thing of the the pigs using their intellect to kind of outsmart the other animals to kind of get ahead, and they're starting to contrive the system to their yes, end. and they're trying. To, they're, they're starting to control the resources as well. They're trying to capitalize on the resources of the farm. So should we jump into the next chapter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Have a look and see if this kind of begins to escalate.
2: Chapter 3 How they toiled and sweated to get the hay in. But their efforts were rewarded, for the harvest was an even bigger success than they had hoped. Sometimes the work was hard. The implements had been designed for human beings and not for animals – And it was a great drawback that no animal was able to use any tool that involved standing on his hind legs. But the pigs were so clever that they could think of a way around every difficulty. As for the horses, they knew every inch of the field, and in fact understood the business of mowing and raking far better than Jones and his men had ever done. The pigs did not actually work, but directed and supervised the others.
0: Oh, so there you go. Straight away, you start to see... Just the... I oh, can't
1: justify it, won't they? Like, oh, no, we're doing, we're doing lots of the office, you know?
0: Yeah, we're the brains. You're the brawn. It's like when you see those offices and you're like... You have a manager and no one knows what that manager does. They just seem to helicopter around, but no one could tell you what work they actually
2: do. And then it's like, oh, I I sort of really need a comfortable armchair to be able to really (laughs) observe what's going on. And if I had snacks, that would really help me to be able to observe (laughs) for longer. Exactly. With their superior knowledge, it was natural that they should assume the leadership. Boxer and Clover would harness themselves to the cutter or the horse rake. No bits or reins were needed in these days, of course, and tramp steadily round and round the field, with a pig walking behind and calling out Gee up comrade, or woe, back, comrade, as the case might be. And every animal down to the humblest worked at turning the hay and gathering it. Even the ducks and hens toiled to and fro all day in the sun, carrying tiny wisps of hay in their beaks. In the end, they finished the harvest in two days less time than it had usually taken Jones and his men. Moreover, it was the biggest harvest that the farm had ever seen. There was no wastage whatever. The hens and ducks, with their sharp eyes, had gathered up the very last stalk, and not an animal on the farm had stolen so much as a mouthful. All through the summer, the work of the farm went like clockwork the animals were Club happy work.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wish they just changed the word and they just put it up on the wall <laughs> all also, like, work in, like in, in, work. in the night like the chickens just add a rule and they're like who wrote that yeah <laughs> i do like <laughs> the idea
0: me. of to encapsulate animalism they change all of these like human terms <laughs>
1: into animal, to animal puns said yeah
2: if you, if you can think of any animal puns listeners do send them in yeah
1: i will just interject with some throughout good
2: whenever you think of one I expect bath
1: to it. time <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i might be on a roll which is not good fantastic yeah. <laughs>
2: the animals were happy as they had never conceived it possible to be every mouthful of food was an acute positive pleasure now that it was truly their own food produced by themselves and for themselves, not doled out to them by a grudging master. With the worthless, parasitical humans being gone, there was more for everyone to eat. There was more leisure, too, inexperienced though the animals were. They met with many difficulties. For instance, later in the year, when they harvested the corn, they had to tread it out in the ancient style and blow away the chaff with their breath, since the farm possessed no threshing machine. But the pigs, with their cleverness, and Boxer, with his tremendous muscles, always pulled them through. Boxer was the admiration of everybody. He had been a hard worker even in Joan's time, but now he seemed more like three horses than one. There were days when the entire work of the farm seemed to rest on his mighty shoulders. From morning to night, he was pushing and pulling, always at the spot where the work was hardest. He had made an arrangement with one of the cockerels to call him in the mornings half an hour earlier than anyone else, and would put in some volunteer labour at whatever seemed to be most needed before the regular day's work began. His answer to every problem, every setback, was... Have we given Boxer a voice? No. Well, then he needs
0: one. Well, he's meant to represent the male working class man. So Ooh, Go on. I make a judgment. That. No, I, I'm not <laughs> <like,
1: laughs> oh, like a proper geezer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could No, no problem. That would take me
0: two days, darling. Yeah, like a uh, a cowboy plumber. Yeah, yeah right. proper. <laughs> I don't want you to hold back, darling. I want
2: you to go for it, all right?
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll make it good, I'll make it good, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) His answer to every problem, every setback was I will work harder, which he had adopted as his personal motto. But everyone worked according to his capacity. The hens and ducks, for instance, saved five bushels of corn at the harvest by gathering up the stray grains. Nobody stole, nobody grumbled over his rations, the quarrelling and biting and jealousy which had been normal features of life in the old days had almost disappeared nobody shrieked or almost nobody molly it was true was not good at getting up in the mornings and had a way of leaving work early on the ground that there was a stone in her hoof
0: (laughs) that's a better excuse i was expecting to say like oh i've got a headache or like (laughs) or like I've got, a, I've got a hair
1: appointment. Can I go off a bit early? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good joke. What? <laughs> an appointment with a hair? Hair
2: appointment. <laughs> and the behaviour of the cat was somewhat peculiar. I mean, cats are... They pretty much are, yeah. By definition. It was soon noticed that when there was work to be done, the cat could never be found. Mm-hmm. She would vanish for hours on end and then reappear at mealtimes or in the evenings after work was over, as though nothing had happened. But she always made such excellent excuses and purred so affectionately that it was impossible not to believe in her good intentions. Old Benjamin the donkey seemed quite unchanged since the rebellion. He did his work in the same slow, obstinate way as he had done in Joan's time, never shirking and never volunteering for extra work either. About the rebellion and its results he would express no opinion. When asked whether he was not happier now that Jones was gone, he would say, only we need a voice for Benjamin.
0: Old Benny. Well, he's meant to represent intellectuals. So Is he I dude? feel like he should have a bit of like a professor kind of, can we can we make him a bit like Stephen Fryish, mm. bookish kind of, I don't know. Like, what would you think? Quite plummy but, but he needs, I feel like there needs to be like an agedness to his voice as well. And...
1: Quite measured and deep, and likes pronouncing all of his
2: almost <laughs> <plosives. laughs> Almost more more, more y
3: Yes,
1: yeah, you could do that.
0: So, he's very he's very measured, and he's obviously someone who isn't getting wrapped up in the emotions of this revolution and this rebellion. He's doesn't yeah. He's looking at it through very kind of realism like lenses. Do you know what I mean he's mm-hmm. like looking at it going? I know it's almost like he knows this is all going to come falling
1: apart but he doesn't t- he takes his time to say things and he really enjoys the language he's using. Yeah. Oh lovely. Oh,
2: well, this, this is a this is very rich description.
1: Thank <laughs> you.
0: Well, in, in this, it says here that like his cryptic answers basically suggest that he's aware that revolutions happen in cycles and that the farm will inevitably find itself right back where it started. So he's almost like, I'm not going to put anything extra in. I'm not going to do any less than I did before because really this is just a cycle that we're all going to end up back at square A again anyway. So gotcha. I'm just going to carry on like I always have.
1: But sidetrack to that. Um, but they been very logical. The yes. next voice, just to warn you, Josh, is gonna have absolutely no, be- no absolutely no, no correlation <laughs> yes. to what the what the what the characters role in the in the in the. Great. Okay. We'll, is we'll all fine. look forward to
2: that then, Because be so good. far
1: we've been like, yeah, so he's like he's a philosopher, so we're gonna do a philosopher's voice. And when you get to the next
0: voice, say you need a voice, and then tell us what the character is who's <laughs> <laughs> <He's> speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so assign the voice, and it's like it's so we we're really... assigning the voice blind and uh, we've got no idea coming. who's talking. <laughs> good
1: Excellent. shout.
2: When asked whether he was not happier now that Jones was gone, he would say only Donkeys live a long time
1: <laughs> a little there's a bit of Attenborough in there, isn't it?
2: Oh, a little bit, yeah, I live Not, on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> None of you has ever seen a dead donkey, and the others had to be content with this cryptic <laughs> answer. Do
0: you know what I took from that? I'll outlive you all, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am invincible!
2: (laughs) (laughs) On Sundays there was no work. Breakfast was an hour later than usual, and after breakfast there was a ceremony, which was observed every week without fail. First came the hoisting of the flag. Snowball had found in the harness room an old green tablecloth of Mrs Jones, and had painted on it a hoof and a horn in white. This was run up the flagstaff in the farmhouse garden every Sunday morning.
0: I bet you that's in the shape of the star and sickle, kind of.
2: Yeah, I can. You know know I mean? I'm You're picturing in my head. In the yeah, horn, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The flag was green. Snowball explained to represent the green fields of England.
1: No, it's green because that's the tablecloth <laughs> you found. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a I red was one to say With someone someone shoehorning Was shoehorning in like oh yeah, that's hidden what it looks meanings? Like. <laughs> I just—he's like panicking, going around the house. Like, he was like yeah. oh, I don't know what to use. Why is it green? <laughs> he was—he was, like, was gonna—he pa- was gonna put a pair of Mister James's pants up there. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the flag was green, Snowball explained, to represent the green fields of England, while the hoof and horn signified the future republic of the animals, which would arise when the human race had been finally overthrown. After the hoisting of the flag. All the animals trooped into the big barn for a general assembly, which was known as The Meeting. Here, the work of the coming week was planned out, and resolutions were put forward and debated. It was always the pigs who put forward the resolutions. The other animals understood how to vote, but could never think of any resolutions of their own. Snowball and Napoleon were by far the most active in the debates. But it was noticed that these two were never in agreement. Whatever suggestion either of them made, the other could be counted on to oppose it. Even when it was resolved, a thing no one could object to in itself, to set aside the small paddock behind the orchard as a home for the rest of the animals who were past work, there was a stormy debate over the correct retiring age for each class of animal. The meeting always ended with the singing of Beasts of England, and the afternoon was given up to recreation.
0: So you're seeing straight away that those two are are starting to try and edge ahead. Yeah. And almost taking an opposing view just to kind of make themselves stand out as like leaders. It's almost like when Boris Johnson took Brexit position just because he knew it would make him stand out.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can count on whenever there's, there's some kind of, you know, new decision by the current government, the opposition will always find a way of going, well, I disagree for this! Yeah, lots yeah. of reasons, even if it's a perfectly reasonable suggestion. Yes,
0: it's true. The pigs have worked out that because of their intellect that they can very easily manipulate the discussion.
1: Yeah, the ducks aren't going to be able to force some sort of reform about ploughing,
0: are they? Exactly. But also it could be the case that the pigs aren't doing any work. So everybody else is almost too busy to come up with resolutions because they're actually working, whereas the pigs are all yeah. sitting around supervising, so suddenly you have a lot of time to think about things. Is it the case that they were actually smarter and that's why they came up with more resolutions, or is it the case that they were intentionally keeping the masses busy so that they couldn't change things busy for their better? Yeah. Exactly, which is an argument that a lot of people say about you know very conservative parties where... They're basically going, no, you don't want to make it a living wage, just make it a porridge. Why? Because it keeps working class people so busy just trying to scrape by. You have that to they work then... 70 hours a week. Exactly. It keeps yeah. you busy. It means that you can't. That's why during this pandemic, we saw Black Lives Matter erupting and all these other movements erupting because people were suddenly not so busy with work. They could step into that political space and make a statement for one. so what this book needs is a pandemic to happen in
1: the middle and, yeah. then, and then you get like cat, cat lives to, matter everyone has to work know. from home um, <laughs> extinction rebellion and it's about yes. the smell of the manure in the
0: barns <laughs> so, you know i remember sitting in my nations without a state lectures and the professor saying you know that if you keep working class busy they they don't have time to question things they don't have time to 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 organise marches the only and thing get involved politically. They'll, they'll
1: be uh, they'll admonish the lazy. Maybe that will be a thing, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But then that's often brought from the top down as well. It's like, "Oh, well the reason why they're poor is because they don't work as hard as you, and why should we give them a free ride when you're working
1: really hard?" But like, I wonder if they'll like the the animals will see it's like, "Well, how come how come this is happening?" and they'll subvert the cause of their anger. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if that comes up as a thing.
0: See if they let make a literal sca- scapegoat. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> it's <full>. his <laughs> fault. It's his fault. <full. laughs> there it is. Oh, I knew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to, like, there'll be some new and sheep alive like, on the farm. Billy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> the pigs had set aside the harness room as a headquarters for themselves. Here, in the evenings, they studied blacksmithing, carpentering, and other necessary arts from books which they had brought out of the farmhouse. Snowball also busied himself with organising the other animals into what he called animal committees. He was indefatigable at this. He formed the egg production committee for the hens. Brilliant. The the clean tails league for the cows. What? Apparently they need clean tails, don't they? So they're not covered in poop.
1: They're like, that's not our biggest problem. No. <laughs> You decided that that's what we wanted. Maybe yeah. that's. Would you be? be cat- you'd cat- call them like
0: the milkmaids, surely, or like, or big yeah, uh, milkers, or the Udder unions? <laughs> big
2: milkers. Udder Union. <laughs> the Wild Comrades Re-education Committee. The object of this was to tame the rats and the rabbits. The whiter wool movement for the sheep. You know, it's and... it's
0: a, a white nationalist. Yeah. A white yeah. supremacist <laughs> group. <laughs> no black sheep allowed.
1: <laughs> we ostracise our the backseat. UDL we could call it that UDL. yeah exactly and various others kitten first
2: <laughs> kitten, yeah, kitten first, first but <laughs> besides instituting classes in reading and writing on the whole these projects were a failure the attempt to tame the wild creatures for instance broke down almost immediately They continued to behave very much as before, and when treated with generosity simply took advantage of it. The cat joined the re education committee and was very active in it for some days. She was seen one day sitting on a roof and talking to some sparrows who were just out of her reach. She was telling them that all animals were now comrades and that any sparrow who chose could come and perch on her paw, but the sparrows kept their distance. The reading and writing classes, however, were a great success. By the autumn, almost every animal on the farm was literate in some degree. As for the pigs, they could already read and write perfectly. The dogs learnt to read fairly well, but were not interested in reading anything except the Seven Commandments. Muriel, the goat, could read somewhat better than the dogs, and sometimes used to read to the others in the evenings, from scraps of newspaper which you found on the rubbish heap. Benjamin could read as well as any pig, but never exercised his faculty. So far as he knew, he said there was nothing worth reading. Clover learnt the whole alphabet, but could not put the words together. Boxer could not get beyond the letter D. He would trace out A, B, C, D in the dust with his great hoof, and then would stand staring at the letters with his ears back, sometimes shaking his forelock trying with all his might to remember what came next and never succeeding.
1: Can you imagine all the other, like they're all out there and it's just like raining and he's just, they're just all watching the horse, just going like, <laughs> just his face down looking at. A, B, him, C, D.
2: Like... On several occasions, indeed, he did learn E, F, G, H, but by the time he knew them, it was always discovered that he had forgotten A, B, C and D. <laughs> so he can only remember four letters
0: at a time. That's it, it, he can max. only
2: hold that much, yep. Yeah. Finally, he decided to be content with the first four letters and used to write them out once or twice a day to refresh his memory. Molly refused to learn any but the six letters which spelt out her own name.
0: Brilliant. Narcissist.
2: Yep. And two of those yeah. are the same,
0: honestly. I'm all for Molly. I think she's brilliant. <laughs> she's, she is the the influencer of Animal Farm.
2: She definitely is, yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, unless it relates to me, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She would form these very neatly out of pieces of twig, and would then decorate them with a flower or two and walk around them (laughs) admiring them. And then
0: share it on Instagram.
2: (laughs) None of the other animals on the farm could get further than the letter A. It was also found that the stupider animals, such as the sheep, hens and ducks, were unable to learn the Seven Commandments by heart. After much thought, Snowball declared that the Seven Commandments could in fact be reduced to a single maxim, namely, four legs good, two legs bad. This, he said, contained the essential principle of animalism. Whoever had thoroughly grasped it would be safe from human influences. The birds at first objected, since it seemed to them that they also had two legs, but Snowball proved to them that this was not so. A bird's wing, comrades," he said, is an organ of propulsion and not of manipulation. It should therefore be regarded as a leg. The distinguishing mark of man is the hand, the instrument with which he does all of his mischief.
0: Okay, but what about if he had a gorilla? They don't, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Monkeys, chimps do, like use their hands to like move along yeah but i mean a a person can walk on his hands have you seen Cirque du Soleil yeah but they don't need they don't need they don't it's not um (laughs) (laughs) okay so what's gonna happen is like Cirque du Soleil is coming to town the animals are like yeah come on here the animals are like like, like, no our entire
0: philosophy has
1: collapsed (laughs) but it is really entertaining. It's so expensive. It's all of our hay.
2: (laughs) The birds did not understand Snowball's long words, but they accepted his explanation. And all the humbler animals set to work to learn the new maxim by heart. Four legs good, two legs bad, was inscribed on the end wall of the barn, above the seven commandments and in bigger letters. When they had once got it by heart... The sheep developed a great liking for this maxim. And often as they lay in the field, they would all start bleating. Should I just do conventional sort of sheep voice or
0: Yeah, just do maybe like, you know, like the babe pig ray new or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do do collective typical, typical the Sheep st- voice. stereotypical sheep voice, okay. Four legs good, two legs bad. Four legs good, two legs bad. And keep it up for hours on end, never growing tired of it.
0: It's very satisfying with the bad. Bad <laughs> Yeah. That was that was I like that. Excellent.
2: Napoleon took no interest in Snowball's committees. He said that the education of the young was more important than anything that could be done for those who were already grown up. It happened that Jesse and Bluebell had both whelped soon after the hay harvest, giving birth between them to nine sturdy pups. As soon as they were weaned, Napoleon took them away from their mothers, saying that he would make himself responsible for their education. He took them up into the loft, which could only be reached by a ladder from the harness room, and there kept them in such seclusion that the rest of the farm soon forgot their existence. The mystery of where the milk went was soon cleared up. It was mixed every day into the pig's mash. The early apples were now ripening and the grass of the orchard was littered with windfalls. The animals had assumed as a matter of course that these would be shared out equally. One day, however, the order went forth that all the windfalls were to be collected and brought to the harness room for the use of the pigs. At this some of the other animals murmured, but it was no use. All the pigs were in full agreement on this point, even Snowball and Napoleon. Squealer was sent to make the necessary explanations to the others. There's another voice.
1: Kermit. (laughs) And
2: with that, he defined the rest of the book. Kermit? We're going Kermit.
3: Comrades! <laughs> there it is. So I've
2: said one word. <laughs> I just wait for Matt to recover. It's
1: just, it's like, yeah.
3: <sighs> ah, it was such a good word though. It's a great word, yeah. <laughs> he cried. You do not imagine, I hope, that we pigs are doing this in a spirit of selfishness and privilege. Many of us actually dislike milk and apples. <laughs> Course you do. I dislike them myself. Our sole object in taking these things is to preserve our health. Milk and apples, this has been proved by science, comrades, contain substances absolutely necessary for the well-being of a pig. We pigs are brain workers. The whole management and organization of this farm depend on us. "'Day and night, we are watching over your welfare. "'It is for your sake that we drink that (laughs) milk and eat those apples. "'Do you know what would happen if we pigs failed in our duty? "'Jones would come back. "'Yes, Jones would come back, surely, comrades,' cried Squealer, "'almost pleadingly, skipping from side to side and whisking his tail.' Surely there is no one among you who wants to see Jones come back? Now, if there was one thing that the animals were
2: completely certain of, it was that they did not want Jones back. When it was put to them, in this light, they had no more to say. The importance of keeping the pigs in good health was all too obvious. So it was agreed, without further argument, that the milk and the windfall apples and also the main crop of apples when they ripened, should be reserved for the pigs alone. End of chapter. Wow. Mm. There it is.
1: They're manipulative, (laughs) aren't they? (laughs) They really are. Yeah, they didn't take long, did they? I thought, I I don't know, I feel like in my head it started off, and obviously it, it even started to unravel last week. But I thought it literally started with, and then they all sat down and they shared it out equally. And that's your bit of a, but it's like, no, right from the off. Yeah.
0: But this is what I mean, how you can see how, you know, this is based on what happened in real life in the Russian Bolshevik revolution. And you can see straight away how, you know, everyone goes, oh, communism doesn't work. Just look at Russia. And it's like, well, did they ever actually implement it? Because it's they never like, tried it. Yeah, Basically, one set of a leech just replaced another. It was just the same system that carried on. Apart from a lot of state sponsored industry and other things like that, in terms of the actual organization of society and then the way that the, these resources were redistributed, it was the same system. For this book, we have been looking at lich arts. <laughs> In Lit Charts about Napoleon, it says, Notice that Napoleon insists on educating the young. The only young he seems truly interested in educating are the puppies. That is children of a literate, somewhat powerful class, not the offspring of any of the cows, sheep or chickens. Doing this allows Napoleon to start to dictate who's worthy of education and through doing so dictate who's able to move up the class system and gain power. So obviously Napoleon's looked at dogs and gone, they're useful. They're smart, they're aggressive, they have teeth and they're predators.
2: But they're a step below me. I yeah, feel like well, that's important. They're like,
0: in terms of the chain of command. If the dogs wanted to, I would say the dogs could be running the farm. And that's why Napoleon, I think, is grabbing them while they're young and getting them away from everybody else because then he is able to assert himself brainwash. and brainwash yeah. them as I am leader, you follow me, I am alpha. Mm. Because obviously, if you're this 260-kilogram boar and you've got nine little puppies, you're going to be very easily able to discipline them and get them to... And then it's like that whole thing where they tether elephants and then they... You know, they they never realise they grow stronger than the tether and they always remain bound by it. You know, that's basically what's going to happen with these dogs. They're going to completely serve him thinking that he is still more powerful than they are, even when they're older. So it's him obviously starting to lay the groundwork for his leadership and his dominion over the farm.
2: But he he absolutely knows that it's clearly something that that everybody else would raise an eyebrow at because he's immediately like, well, I'll just hide them away and then everyone will forget. Yes. Whereas if it was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just raising up the next generation. I'm I'm educating the young. There would be no reason why he couldn't parade that around in public.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the dogs in this allegory represent the secret police. Mm. and obviously we know how yeah, instrumental how those they're gonna, are
1: they're gonna do they're gonna do all the legwork.
0: yeah we know how instrumental those are for dictators like hitler had his secret police that obviously went out and that's how he gained his power stalin did exactly the same thing
1: well i suppose he, he realizes that at some point there'll be some form of you know rumblings of malcontent so he needs someone to spread some terror if if necessary i don't even know if if, if it's even that i literally think that napoleon just
0: wants to be leader and he's laying the groundwork for him to achieve that
1: oh so he might not realize that but i that's that's a that's a prediction as he said like i think he will probably have to rule by terror i think
0: he's just looking at the groundwork well i think looking at how how the animals threw out jones it was through violence and this is the thing like the state by definition, is the legitimate use of violence. Whoever has the legitimate use of violence has the power. So violence, I mean, people often denounce violence in politics. Violence is central to politics. It's essentially who decides who runs society. The reason why the government are in control is because they have a monopoly on violence. They have the army and they have the police. So violence is integral to a leadership and to running a state and running a country so napoleon is in in this instance gathering to himself what he needs to take control he's going i need a capitalization of violence i need that because then no one will be able to stand against me and no one will be able to challenge me Mm -hmm. so that's why i feel like he's grabbed it i think he's already basically gone Snowball's my main competition and I need to start laying this groundwork for me to overthrow him and to take over the farm. The other thing, lastly, just look at is, is Squealer. It's Squealer's insistence that the pigs need the milk and apples because of their work shows that the pigs are already beginning to take advantage of the system they've set up. But what's also really important to note is that Squealer in this book actually represents propaganda. That's what his metaphorical meaning He's the meaning big old posters. Is. Yeah, and posters. he actually represents Molotov, who was the head of propaganda. And you can see it, how it's like spinning this thing of, I want this because it's a nice thing to have, but I'm going to spin it that I'm doing this as a sacrifice. Oh, I hate milk. I, I can't stand apples, but I do it for the good of the farm. I have to eat it in order to yeah, make sure... So he's a spin doctor. Exactly, he's, he's a spin doctor. And it just shows you how effective propaganda can be as a tool yeah. when it's used kind of like unscrupulously. you know what the pig should do? They should start a red top newspaper. <laughs> 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 yeah. But this is this is the thing, and you see it in society no matter what the society is, whether it's communist, whether it's capitalist, whether it's democracy, whether it's anything, propaganda is rife no matter where you go, do you know what I mean? And it's just always the tool in which anyone with any shred of platform or influence uses it to get their way. You just look at the Murdoch media, you look at Trump's Twitter account. It's just all the ability to just use spin and propaganda and lies, essentially, in a lot of cases, to move things forward for yourself if you've got any thoughts and opinions on this chapter you can message us on the lazy book club
1: at gmail.com or if you have any um animal propaganda you'd like to submit to us uh or if, or if you'd like to ch- in fact i think like this has been quite a discursive book to be honest like more than others which is quite interesting so if you've got any additions to the discussion as well on a serious note twitter at lazy club pod
2: yeah or if you're not really feeling that, you could always hit up the gram. We're on Instagram as well at lazy book club pod
0: I mean, I'm very interested to hear what people have to say obviously i I have a i did study politics at university, but my what my opinions are is by no means gospel, and it's always very nice to hear you know politics is something that you come at through very different lenses depending on who you are and what your ideological background is. And so people can look at the exact same scenario and have two very different opinions or outlooks on what that picture looks like. So definitely please let us know if you've got any kind of like points or or suggestions or things that you think um, you know, relate to this book, then definitely let us know because it's I, I'm well up for learning a, a different perspective and a different way of thinking.
1: Well, I'd be interested to anyone that was align themselves to being quite pro-communist or that sort of far left to going like well no this is actually what the animals are doing wrong whereas if Mm -hmm. you did this this and this um i'd be interested to hear that so if anyone's got that sort of angle yeah interesting
0: as always if you would like share share rate (laughs) five stars that would be very nice yes it's um we don't ask for five stars for us it helps you out. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It helps us out. <laughs> it uh, you.
1: <laughs> I'm terrible at propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like we need to start manipulating the people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, t- t- before we
0: uh, before we close, um, I've gotten the next David hit. Oh yeah. The next David number one, oh, uh, yes. which I'm going to play. Um, David, would you like to introduce your latest
1: discography? I don't know quite what to call it. Master pig. Um, yes. let's, let's call it pig mashup because they eat pigs. Oh, no, they pig eat mash. mash. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>
0: they, eat, <laughs> they eat
3: pigs. I don't think um, we've
1: gotten to that point. I don't think Animal Farm's quite Cannibal Farm yet. <laughs> 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 like that. Um, well, the criterion is it should always take me a ridiculously short amount of time, less than five minutes. Um, using my very limited... Ability of Garage Band. I refuse to get any better. <laughs> um, what I'm able to do on Garage Band is what I'm doing. That's how, how we record the pods. In case anyone would cared, um, one take. Record this. different voices, but. The challenge is not to think about or preordain what I'm going to do. So I'll do like the first one. <laughs> and I wanted to get a few quotes because I know I knew a few quotes mm-hmm. and then literally all I do is put a different sound effect on each one. I nice. don't think about it. And yeah. then what you what you end up with is probably not the best I could have done, but it's what <laughs> I did. But it but it can
3: be
2: defined very clearly ambition. as lazy. So like
1: this took works, me This took it? me less than
0: 5 minutes. Less than 5 <laughs> I do love the idea of you just hitting the red button
1: and then just panic creating. I definitely, I, I know I've got a good sense of rhythm. I know I can come up with tunes and stuff like that. So it's not going to be like out of tune or not with the rhythm or anything. But in terms of like clashing or being too much, that I can't guarantee. There's no going to ever be too much.
0: Never. No. We'll, we'll <laughs> let the audience decide. Here we go. 200
1: tracks. George, four legs cool oh well, some animals are better cool than others things some animals, animals are bad. more cool than others can some animals are more cool than others peaks and horses. George, jo manavals are more cool than some animals are more cool than others of and others Four legs
0: good and two legs bad see i'm convinced look Equal. Some animals
1: are more cool than others. Some, some animals, animals are, are more cool equal than, than others. others. <laughs> some animals are more... That some animals are more equal than others. I know, I couldn't hear the
0: E though. So to me, I, I text David going, I love the fact that you've written the line, some animals are more cool than others. And he was like, it's more equal than others. You know, the quote from the book. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I, know. I thought yeah. you rewrote it. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought, <laughs> animals
1: are more I, yeah, cool not, than like, others. You give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I thought it was you trying to bring it into, like, the modern day of, like, you know, influences of, like, no, I'm cooler than you, therefore I'm higher status. I
1: think I did enough with my urban voice. Fair enough. That I put on it.
0: With your Hamilton rap voice.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Well, if you enjoyed David's Masterpiece, please do let us know. Otherwise, next week, we will see you for chapter four of Animal Farm. And we'll... Get to see whether Napoleon's evil plans
1: start to show their ugly head. The blood of the chickens will swallow <laughs> the meadows of animal farm. <laughs> Good.
0: Is that a lame is?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I
0: was trying to work out where as one was like that sounds familiar.
1: The blood of the meadows Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, cool.
0: Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week for Chapter 4 of Animal Farm. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs>